Can you see my face? 
Hello, my name is Sylvia Fine. I'm the president of Namba Seattle. Namba was first founded in 1978 at Warden School, Pennsylvania, and Seattle in 2011. Any comments or suggestions for today's video? Let us know and please do subscribe our channel. Although I have known George since this pandemic, but I feel I've known him for years. George received his master's degree in urban planning and building construction from University of Washington and has over 40 years work experience, including serving in business ownership, public outreach, project management, housing program planning and evaluation, and many more. He is a successful business owner and loves basketball. Say no more, let's get started with today's talk. Hello. Hello. Welcome everyone to today's meaningful conversation. My name is Sylvia Fai. I'm the president of Namba Seattle. Today, my co-hosts are Lynette Garcia. Lynette, are you online? Yes, am I? Hello, Lynette. And my other co-host is Nari Weaver. Nari. Hi. <laughs> Hello, say something, Nari. Hi, how are you? Good to see you. Good to see you too. We have awesome programs lined up, so stay connected and please subscribe our channel and become our members. Back to today's talk, Black Business Matters. It is my greatest honor to have business owner and principal consultant, George Frost, as our guest. Hi, George. Hi. Hello, how are you? Very well. <laughs> George is a person who I look up to. He's uh, not only smart, uh, super, super caring, but he's also like a data center with unlimited resources. So George, please let us know a little bit more about yourself with our audience. Okay, well, um, besides I have a master's degree in urban planning, I have a master of theology degree degree. I'm a ordained minister. I, uh, I consider myself a public affairs and a personal or private affairs consultant. And um, obviously, I'm a founder, owner, and, and principal consultant of GW Frost and Associates. I um, spent over 40 years, maybe actually more than that, of my life uh, working with communities to create, identify um, problems and, and solutions to community development problems and needs. And um, I don't mention it too often. Um, I think I'm in the same company as President Obama. I was a community organizer while I was an undergraduate in college, um, wow. working for the Sanctuary Motivation Program. And I'm a family man with wife, children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, and uh, extended family, friends, all walks of life uh, and ethnic origins. And I was born in Yakima, Washington. Oh, you're local Washingtonian. <laughs> yes, I am. Wow, awesome. And I believe you are you also founder of basketball. Yes, I am. I, I played basketball 
mostly a church league or gym rat basketball. Um, I had to give it up and get hip replacement surgery, but the doctor said I can get back to it, but I'm not sure I may go light or go do, I do more walking now than a little bit of jogging. That is good for you. Yes, that's yes. definitely. So Nari, I believe you have a list of questions for George. I have a list of questions <laughs> for George. Oh, no. <laughs> Nari's um, ready. <laughs> yes, you better be ready, George. Okay, okay. so as we live in a difficult era, do you think it's been harder to find a job or a contract as an African-American nowadays, or things have been always difficult, uh, let's say 30 years ago? Actually, to be honest, I think 30 years ago, it was a little easier. Uh, I think when I-200 passed in 1998, which was 30 years ago, it was 1990. So I think it got a little bit more difficult. A lot of African-American consultants, especially construction contractors, will, will say, with statistics to back it up, that things have got uh, been worse. Uh, so, and even when it comes to college uh, admissions and some hiring as well, uh, because of initiative 200 basically uh, was kind of re puts restraints on what they call affirmative action. Now, I think people are more enlightened now to some degree, but again, uh, initiative 200 does the, reduce some restriction when it comes to affirmative action. So in that respect, I think things have got worse. Mm. And more that, difficult. Yeah, that's that's an interesting point of view. Um, I think and that's more in the public agency side. I, I would say more on the public side, private sector, maybe there's been some improvement a little bit. Yeah, it is, it is kind of, um, kind of a struggle. Um, you know, I, I believe like everybody, you know, that could be a multi-race uh, could be having these type of struggles too. Um, you know, being awarded or, you know, trying to get the job. It's, it's kind of, it's, it's extremely difficult. Um, so we hear you. <laughs> <laughs> but good to know that 30 years ago it was a lot, it was a lot easier. <laughs> Is it because less well, I, well, I think a lot of people would testify to that it was easier. And then there, I, I'm sure there's some people that things are going better for them right now. But I, I would say uh, the statistics say hey, consulting and construction contracting have not been as well in the state of Washington. Knowing that, that you have a lot of experience, Mr. George, in this regard, what does Black businesses matter? And you as an advisor can give us your perspective and also how we as a community can come up with helping each other. Okay, well, Black businesses matter. Uh, what it means to me, first of all, it's, um, you know, there's a lot of attention uh, to uh, black Lives Matter, which definitely should be, uh, but I, I also think that Black businesses matter as well. And uh, what I see, um, I want to see Black businesses uh, and all small businesses 
survive and thrive, actually, not just survive, but thrive, just like big businesses. And so um, that through as a senior advisor, I, I, or if you want to call me a senior advisor, uh, I'm, I'm young, I'm, uh, I'm young, but I'm aged a little bit too. Um, so I offer my expertise, my experience and, I, and my encouragement um, to help businesses, particularly black businesses, but also I, I, I give support to uh, Latinx and Asian businesses just as well. Uh, and, and some immigrant businesses. So um, I, I just, I believe entrepreneurship is the thing. Uh, it, it's a way to create wealth. And, and so as an advisor, I want to see that happen. Um, I'm a consultant too. I, I, and I try to, um, I get involved with projects that uh, where we can in, increase the, um, the involvement of, of people that have been historically underrepresented or underserved and I'm an advocate for social justice, environmental justice, uh, diversity and inclusion. Is that, did I answer all of the questions no, or did I miss? Almost, almost. <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> so, you know, like when, if entrepreneurs come to you and they have like this big spirit of being like, oh, I want to be an entrepreneur. And they think that's like super easy to be an entrepreneur. Are you the type of guy that you're like, you go straight forward and you're like, hey, you know what? You may suffer from hunger, but you will make it to the end. Or do you sugarcoat stuff? I'm kind of curious. <laughs> I'm an encourager, but I'm also, I, I want people to face the brass tacks. First of all, do you even have the experience or, or what gives you the, make you think that you can be an entrepreneur? What makes you, do you have a product to sell or, or a service to give? And what is it? And what, how did you prepare for that? So, you know, I asked some hard questions for them up front, but it's more to, make them really think seriously about it. If they bring me something in writing, I may put a lot of red marks on it, but I'm still gonna give them ultimately a pat on the back, uh, but they may have to do some more homework. So. That's awesome, that's awesome. I, I, one, because I think minority businesses and black businesses and other minority businesses, I've always thought this, not just in business, but whether you wanna work before we go to work for somebody, you have to always be better than. You can't be just good enough. You have to be better than. Right. And what has been the biggest challenge in your life as a, as a business owner? Well, COVID-19. <laughs> That's <laughs> been the biggest challenge. Uh, it's created a financial challenge. I, I signed my biggest contract uh, uh, of my last eight years as a consultant, just not too long ago, but then uh, is delayed for about two or three more months. And so, uh, and then I have some on-call contracts and nothing's happening. And I have a, another contract. They said it was going to start in April. Then they said in June. And now it's supposed to start any day now, but it hasn't happened yet. And I know a lot of this is because of corona, the coronavirus. And, uh, but so that's a challenge. Uh, to remain solvent financially while you're dealing with the uh, uh, the contract delays. So that's the biggest challenge. Right, and have, have you had to reinvent yourself and some other, you know, or 
I think I've um, considered looking at different things. I, I, as a consultant, I do uh, government agencies or, or one of the uh, uh, clients or, or other, I team up with other consultants that work on government projects, but also I've done work with private property owners. And so I've considered some of that, but uh, I think that's still everybody's having a challenge with the coronavirus, particularly if it requires uh, uh, some engagement face-to-face -face kind of engagement. Uh, so I think that's made it difficult, but I have explored what other opportunities uh, and maybe even thought about creating another business that uh, with some other partners uh, that are, that want to do some import business or something else. So again, uh, but that's difficult too, especially uh, because this one particular business that um, at least I've talked to someone about, it would have to be with some engagement with uh, probably even China or something and that, that getting along too well right now. So. So you, you see the challenges on your side, it's something that inspire you or just challenge you as itself to do better and create something different? You like challenges per se? Oh, I like challenges. And, and then plus uh, I think, um, Uh, what keeps me going, my faith keeps me going. Um, my faith, uh, you know, and so it makes me, I, I'm open. I like challenges. Um, I believe you never give up. You, you keep going, you keep trying. Uh, as a consultant, I, uh, I just keep going. I keep trying and never give up. Um, even when you're, even on consulting contracts, you go, sometimes you're number two and You, they tell you you're lost by a few points. That's disheartening sometimes, uh, but you have to keep going. You, you just said you have to think about how can I get better the next time. Now, sometimes I I've, I think some of their answers were really uh, phony, but that's okay. Uh, I just try to make sure I have a answer the next time. Uh, so I just keep going. I, I, I have faith. I believe I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Uh, what I do is part of my life. No people. I want to make the world a better place. So my consulting, my business, and even ministry, they're all uh, interwoven together in terms of achieving that. And so I can't give up on it. So today's topic is about Black Businesses Matter and um, how you see um, businesses now during this pandemic a lot of people are suffering because, because just no business. Uh, like you said, you have to overcome, you just keep, you have to keep going. Um, what other uh, advices uh, can you give our audience today? Well, one thing that helped me, I did get a PPP loan. I got an EID grant. Um, And, you know, it's a lot of paperwork, but it was worth doing. Um, now, obviously, um, you know, I, I, I could use some more help. I wish that they had another, uh, some more assistance available now, but I would, uh, so I, if anybody, um, if there's any opportunities for loans or grants or anything, you look for those things. I, I look for, if they're even grants for small businesses or minority uh, businesses as well. Um, 
And more recently, I even applied for one. So I hope to hear back on August 21st. So I say, whatever you look for kind of opportunities, uh, just to keep going. Um, sometimes family and, and other friends uh, can be a source of, of, of financing, but everybody's kind of hurting right now. Yeah. Uh, but again, I think it's, um, um, I, I thank God I've just been able to survive this this long anyhow. And um, I just got uh, uh, someone contacted me about helping them with some grant writing. <laughs> so um, they're from uh, this, this group up, up north and um, they don't have very much money, but they may have a little bit of money for me to help them do some grant writing. So that might be something to help uh, uh, pay a bill while I'm uh, still waiting for the larger contract to take place. Mm. Uh, and and I have another contract that, you know, is on the horizon. Uh, it's probably even bigger than the other one, at least in terms of number of years, that kind of thing. But I'm not sure if that's going to happen in two weeks or or one month or, or, or what yet. So, but at least I, it's out there. And I, I just, uh, just try to hang in there uh, until then. And um, so that's what I in do. In the hope. And I would suggest to everybody else, don't give up. Yeah, like I like to say this, I heard Nancy Pelosi say something about this, or somebody say something about faith, uh, a person's faith uh, gives them hope. My faith gives me hope and uh, it gives me love. That means you, you got some, um, uh, it gives me endurance that I can put up with people, that I can put up with circumstances uh, too and, and give me patience in the midst of circumstances um, and, and actually have an overcomer's attitude. I have a, um, I'm not a victim, even with racism around, I'm not a victim, I'm a victorious person. And, and I believe that uh, we can't overcome no matter what the circumstances are. Yeah, yeah, no, and I, I uh, yeah, and all of us as community, we're supposed to be united and I think, you know, it's it's a good lesson that nature, I think, has given us <laughs> that, um, you know, it, it, it doesn't it doesn't matter what position we were in the beginning. Now we're all the same, basically. So, you know, it's it's a good eye opener. That's for sure. And it made us more humble. Mm. Um, and uh, so, you know what what would be like the what would be your advice you know like how you saw yourself you know before covid how you see yourself now that you're in covid how you see yourself in the future after covid you know like what did you learn what 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 advice you can give to the to the community that maybe they're on your shoes um maybe you know maybe they're not maybe maybe they're in some other circumstance but or maybe they haven't touched ground you know like there, there's so many things that could be happening um in so many different situations that you know i think there's a lot to give a, uh, an advice of how we were, how we are, and how we will be. Well, one, I think it, it is humbling, as you say. I, I think, um, I think, really, an individual has to look at 
you know, we're a community. Uh, we're, we we belong to each other, and 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 so there's a, a sense of trying to help each other out. I think if I help somebody else out, uh, it ultimately helps me, even if it's a matter of uh, gratification or satisfaction, uh, and, and that in itself is a strength and, and helps keep you going. Um, I think that, um, you know, I, I, I have learned that before coronavirus, I think, uh, like I said, I, all of a sudden this year, after eight years, I've been in consulting business before, but this is, I'd worked for the city of Seattle in between times, and I retired and, and started my consulting business, GW Foster Associates, these last eight and a half years. Well, I finally reached a point where while I have on-call contracts and I have uh, some larger contracts pending, and, and now I've, I've got, you know, I've signed the contract on, on one of them and another one, uh, hopefully soon. Um, but then all of a sudden, coronavirus came, and and then uh, so that was humbling. That all of a sudden now you have to it's delayed gratification, I guess. And but uh, I think I, I kind of learned through life's lessons all along, uh, and part of that uh, comes from my faith too. So I've learned to kind of be able to adjust and 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 deal with difficulties when they come. Some of it's your attitude. It's really, well, attitude is really it. A lot of it's attitude. Um, and sometimes I, I had to work on my attitude too. So, uh, but I, I've learned to, I, I can survive. And uh, if I have to go and, and, you know, for those people that where they believe in prayer or not, I, it works for me. <laughs> I need to go and pray and meditate and, and get quiet and shut up. And uh, uh, then I get some, encouragement uh, and read a good book or something and, and I get some encouragement to keep going. And so that, uh, you know, whatever is gonna help people to help them get going, encourage somebody else. And a lot of times you encourage somebody else, even when you don't feel gung-ho, you'll find that you'll get some strength even from that. And one reason, one thing I, um, Reason I, I wrote an article about Black businesses matter too because of the I saw how um, the um, you know Black Lives movement was going and there has been more attention now so I think for Black businesses but also for other businesses of color I think people are paying more attention now uh, I've, I've read some articles in the newspaper more recently even about uh, uh, Native Americans people are paying more attention to people are calling it Latinx as well, or Latino or Latina, but uh, people are paying more attention uh, to, in the coronavirus, one, one thing it's done, it's shown what puts us all in the boat, because whether you're privileged or not, virus does affect all of us. But it also has shown some inequities as well. And um, it just, it came along right, uh, during the Black Lives Movement, getting some attention now. Uh, but I, I wrote this article because I thought the businesses, uh, Black businesses particularly, because they, uh, when I looked at statistics, I worked for the city, I saw uh, some of the, 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 the statistics and where there was a struggle with Black businesses, whether they were consulting or, con or construction contracting. Uh, and again, part of that might be I-200 as well. But I also saw where I thought there were times that um, people just, uh, white businesses just kept it in the house, so to speak, too. 
and and there wasn't enough attention or even um, effort made to have more diversity and inclusion. And, and uh, so I wrote an article uh, basically that said businesses matter and uh, all businesses need cash, they need connections and they need consideration. And, and my thing is that uh, where there is some opportunity, uh, those businesses, those people that have power to hire and contract with uh, businesses, minority businesses, go out of their way to hire minority businesses, go out of their way to hire uh, black businesses. Don't just give lip service to it because, oh, black lives matter. Oh, I'm, a lot of people are into that. Oh yeah, right on, black lives matter. They march, but let's put some uh, uh, make it happen thing to it too. Not just talk it, not march it. I mean, marching is okay, it brings awareness, but we got to do more than just march got to do more than just say, uh, then talk about it. We got to take some real action, but it takes people dedicated, uh, people in power, people that have the position where they can hire and they can contract, go out of your way to hire minority businesses, to hire black businesses, go out of your way. They are out there. Now I do say this too, uh, for minority businesses, for black businesses, do whatever it takes to make yourself qualified and even more qualified. Don't just look, just because I'm a black business, somebody's going to give me an opportunity. Uh, do whatever it takes to get yourself qualified, that much more. Uh, get the training, all those other things. Uh, and again, I, I believe we have to work harder at being, um, we have to be more qualified usually. Unfortunately, that's the case. And, and that's what we have to do. Just make ourselves an asset and that they can't refuse. George, do you think we can share this article with all our audience? Yes, you can. Yes, please do. It's, <laughs> I, I have it posted on LinkedIn and Tabor 100 right now as well, but you can share that with your audience. So please do, you have a copy of it, I think. Okay, awesome. Okay. So I will share this on our social media and newsletter. So all our fans and subscribers will get a copy of it. And this is an awesome article. I think everybody is going to benefit totally. Okay, well, you. like I said, I, I, I had a 400 word restriction. But I think if people go beyond it's the action, that's what we want to take now, not just talking take action as much as we can in this environment. Yes, yes, okay. I, I totally agree with you. And this is also the reason why we're having this talk. So uh, I think I shared with you earlier, a lot of people, maybe it's for the first time to get to know uh, maybe a different community, uh, what kind of struggles uh, they're facing. And uh, if, uh, if, if they can be part of it, so this is wonderful. Nari, I believe you have uh, one more questions for, or a few more questions. Um, well, one last question. Um, yeah, before, before we go, <laughs> um, would be, you know, uh, you already gave us an advice about, you know, how, how to help each other as community. Um, also, you know, in community in general. 
Um, but I, I think I would, I would ask, you know, like the, the true, since you brought it up about the, the, the BLM, you know, movement, um, you know, the true, the true importance of making that word be, you know, and, and allow, allow this to be like a peaceful movement. I think mm -hmm. that that would be, you know, like you as, as part of that community, right? Like give like that, that word of empowerment, you know, um, for people to be civil, uh, get their word out in a very respectful way. Um, how, how would you, how would you do that? Well, I, I think I'm not the only one. I think there are people already trying to speak to that because I think it, to be honest, part of the problem is, is some of the people that are, say they embrace the black lives movement, um, they're the ones creating problems and it's not the black lives movement uh, themselves, not their leaders, but others have joined, but then they, they uh, are not taking their, they're not respecting the leadership that's there. And so they're creating more problems, uh, turn rioting and, and, and uh, burning down businesses and things like that, that don't, that do not help the cause. There are a lot of people don't want, that they don't want a black lives movement to be successful at all. And so they'll use an excuse. They know better, as far as I'm concerned, a lot of people know better, but there are people that don't. They'll, they'll hear uh, uh, other people talk about all the, all the Black Lives Movement doing is, is being destructive. Well, that's not true. It's being instructive and it's being constructive, but there are people that will try to distract. There's some implants of people that definitely want to affect the business, um, hurt, hurt the movement as it is anyway. But I think if you if the larger community uh, understands that uh, and know that there's that don't get distracted by those distractors, Black lives do matter, Black businesses do matter, all businesses do matter, all people matter. So often, people of color have been left out, and Black businesses and Black people, and in a lot of cases, have been left out of a lot of a lot of situations, a lot of benefit. Um, they've been the least uh, of these, my, our brothers. And so um, community is important. Uh, if your arm hurts, your body hurts. Uh, in the community, if you have one part of that community uh, hurting, then that means the, the, the community is not totally whole. You heal the, the part that's hurting, you heal the whole body. Awesome. Thank you, George. Okay, you're welcome. So Lynette, I believe you have some more things to share. Yes, and we're going to see our quote from Mr. George that he, he shared with us about Blacks Businesses Matter. And he says that go beyond thought and demonstrate sympathy or selfness to the cause and make it to the point, give most important to taking actions that will promote significant racial equity, equity, social justice, environmental, and most important, they're going just to bring um, diversity and inclusion to everything. Also, if you want to connect with 
George Frost is a great way to just go into his LinkedIn, which you see it right here, just Frost 8AB67B55, or you just can contact gwfrost.com, which is his company. Thank you, George, for being with us today, just talking about diversity and inclusion in Black Businesses Matter. And we want to thank you, everyone, just to, for being with us. Remember, we have meaningful conversation and in this topic about diversity and inclusion, next 25th, we have interview with Fepin. About what, Miss Cecilia? It's about leadership in music, how yeah. music transformed her as an engineer and as a diverse uh, background as an Asian woman and uh, coming to United States, how, uh, how she, um, through music, how she um, convert, uh, and then um, move to Seattle. So this is about Fanping. Fanping is a senior uh, engineer at Amazon. Excellent. We're, we, can, we cannot wait just to listen another great story and meaningful conversations. And the 27th, in the same week on Thursday, we have uh, Mr. Darius Kalegi that he will be talking about what? It's about leadership as well in these difficult times, how we can uh, overcome. And he's also a staff member at the University of Washington, Bellevue and Evergreen College. Awesome. So we have a great lineup Joseph Zarin with Mr. Frost, thank you again. And then we are so thankful that you guys connect with us once again in Meaningful Conversations at Namba Seattle. Discover and know more. Back thank to you, you everyone. Thank you so much thank for you. your participation and thank you for our special guest, George Frost. Um, it was too short time. We would like to find out more with George because like I said, is like a data center full of resources. And we want to find out more from George. So George, uh, maybe we'll see you next month or the, after, the month after. Oh yes, I'm available. Awesome, thank you so much. And, and well, by the way, if somebody wants to reach me also, they can email me at george at gwfrost.com as well. Yes, so uh, George, can you repeat it one more time? George at gwfrost.com. Okay, you got it, everyone. So don't forget, George is awesome, um, awesome, awesome. Um, I would say um, role model to me. <laughs> and I, yeah, I'm look uh, whom I'm look up to. And thank you again, everyone, for your participation. And stay tuned for our next week's program. Uh, with uh, Fan Ping and DK. Thank you so much, everyone, and stay connected Bye. and stay safe. Yes. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye.